All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. They're out there finding deals, they're broke, and there's a tremendous amount of anxiety trying to figure out how to fund these deals once they have them under contract. I was no different. And if you've read my book, The Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate, then you'll know that I launched my career by flipping my first few houses using 0% interest credit cards. The rules are a little bit different today than when I did it, but believe me, it can still be done. And there's a company out there that will help you shortcut this entire process. I want you to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding, and you can learn about how much you can get in the first round of funding so you can fund your deals. Just complete the quick questionnaire, and they will shoot you back a number as to how much you can expect in a very short period of time so you can get started funding those deals. And over time, those numbers will increase. Now, how well do I know this company? I've been referring this company since 2015, so almost five years. I've had over 100 of my students join this company, and they've raised several million dollars to help these students get funding for their deals. I know this because I know these students personally, and I talk to them very often about the process. The most you can get in your first year is $240,000 worth of potential 0% cash advance money. But even if you only get $100,000, it's better than nothing, and it can make you a small fortune flipping houses. Just go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and check it out for yourself. Don't wait until you've lost fifteen dollars or $20,000 to check these guys out. It might be too late if you do that. you got to go ahead and stay, uh, stay ahead of the curve on this one, guys. Go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and be prepared to fund the deals when you find them. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome back to Season 2 of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge. My co-host, Mike, is out today doing some deals. I am joined with Alex Fico, he is one of my students and one of me, me and Mike's many students. Alex is located in Reno, Nevada. Hello, Alex. How are you, buddy? Hey, Dave. How's it going? It's going well, man. It's going well. So I wanted to bring Alex on the show today. Alex has, he is new to wholesaling and he is doing a fabulous job with it. He's picked it up. He's ran with it. He has been uh, one of our students for, how long has it been, Alex? It's probably maybe going on three or four months, give or take. Yeah, right. probably four or five months now. Four or five months? Okay, good deal. So Alex has been a student for four or five months. How many deals have you closed successfully to date? 
Uh, I just closed on my sixth deal uh, last week. So Six. I didn't even realize that it was that high. Yep. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, Alex, tell us a little bit about your background um, real quick before we jump in because I want people to, to, to you know, take a little lesson away from this episode that, you know, you don't have to have tons of cash and or tons of experience to be able to do this business. It's a simple business. It's, I always tell people it's, it's not easy, but it's simple and it can, it can be simple without being easy. Um, but it's a very simple business. So Alex, tell us a little bit about your background and what you're doing before we met and before you started doing wholesale deals. Yeah. So I have uh, pretty much no background in real estate. I don't know anyone that does it, um, but I've been interested in it for, you know, five years or so. Um, so I figured wholesaling was a good place to start after doing a lot of research, just to, uh, an easy way. Well, not really easy, but a good way to uh, stack up some cash so then I can start buying rentals in the future. Um, but I do music full time. I still do music full time. So wholesaling's kind of been, um, I split my time probably 50, 50 between music and wholesaling. So, okay. Well, that's also a good thing too. Just, just, you know, you're not even really doing it, you know, 40 hour weeks at 50 hour weeks. You're just kind of doing it part-time. So you've done six deals in six months. That's awesome, man. That's amazing. Yeah. And the six deals, I mean, I didn't do my first two until January of this year. Um, so it's really only been, you know, three and a half months. Right. Uh, we're we're yeah. mid April now. So yep. cool. Well, Alex, tell us a little bit about, um, some of the deals that you've done, some of the challenges that you faced. Cause I know that, uh, from talking to you weekly on our coaching calls, it, it seems like there's always something, but that's the business, you know, and that's, that's just kind of how it works. And as wholesalers, we're problem solvers. Our, you know, our main job is, um, you know, just connecting people, connecting buyers, connecting sellers. And oftentimes in order to create that win-win scenario, we have to come in and, and, and solve problems. So um, let's talk about the first uh, deal or two that you did and, and how it went. Yeah, so I would definitely say that my first deal was the hardest one so far. I mean, pretty much everything that could have gone wrong did. <laughs> so Let me interrupt probably, real quick. How'd, yeah. you, how'd you get the deal? What was the lead source that you... Um, I believe the guy just called me off of a, Craig's, a Craigslist ad. I don't think okay. he even saw a band of sign or anything. It was just off a free Craigslist ad. And he called me and he had a, a mobile home up in South Lake Tahoe that he wanted to sell. And uh, we went from there. Okay. I know this deal very well. So yeah. tell us about this deal. Just summarize what happened. Because this is the first deal. They call, he called you up and um, take, take it from there. What happened next? Yeah. So the seller called me up. Um, and he had just, or his, his wife and kids had just left him and he was behind in, uh, in the space rent for the mobile home. He owned the mobile home outright, but he owed the park a bunch of money. Um, and he was also behind in the property taxes on it. So I think he was behind about six grand for both of those. Ooh. And, um, yeah, it was really like, I didn't know how to value it because it was mobile um, but luckily it's a pretty big park up there. So there were, there was some comps that I could look up on Zillow and some stuff that was for sale right now. So I had a decent idea. Um, so, you know, I just told the guy, I was like, Hey, you know, I don't really know what to do with this. I don't want it, but I think I could find a buyer that does. Um, but I could give you like 7,500 bucks for it. And, uh, just, so you've never done any real estate deals and then you're flipping, you're flipping mobile homes first deal. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, he ended up, uh, he said that was fine. And, um, I, you know, I said, that'll, that'll pay off all your debts and you'll walk away with a little bit of money at that, at 
7,500. And he said, yeah, that's all I want. I was like, okay, cool. So I went out and he was living down here in, uh, in Reno area. How far so away I, is the, was the mobile home from where you're at? Um, it was pretty far. It's probably like a, definitely over an hour between an hour and an hour and a half. Wow. Okay. And it's also wow. in California, not Nevada. Um, so like I screwed up so much on the deal. Like I got, got it under contract for 7,500 bucks. But then while he was signing, I was thinking, okay, this contract is for real estate and mobile home is personal property. So this is probably going to have to be redone. Right. It's a little um, different. It's a little different. And for those people that don't know, if you own a mobile home and you have it in a, in a park and you don't own the pad though. So basically you're just leasing the space. You get too far behind on your payment that the, the park basically just takes the home. They own it at that point. Right. Moving a home is about five grand. I, I've done it before. So, yep. and, and that's if you're doing it within, a, you know, within a 50 to hundred mile range, if you're going farther, it's more. So, okay, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just want to let people know uh, that. Yeah. But I mean, as far as numbers for it, I, um, it was in pretty rough shape. It needed a roof, it needed a full rehab inside. And it was kind of an older one. I think it was from the seventies. And, uh, I figured it was worth a, like, you know, definitely over 10,000, maybe up to 20,000, depending on repairs as is and there was some that were similar that were selling in the park for between 50 and 60 grand wow so i figured at 7500 i should be able to unload it for more yeah that's real that. good comps yeah so um but yeah so i got under contract and then um i went and how'd you find what's that so oh yeah go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead yeah so i went and uh tried to open up escrow and uh my the escrow agent that i was going to use was like I uh, can't help you because it's mobile. I don't do mobile, but call this lady. She does. So I'm like, okay. So I drove to the other title company because um, I wanted to meet with her face to face for whatever reason. I should have just called her because it was like a 30 minute drive. But then I go there. She's like, yeah, this is fine, but I don't want to do it because it's in California and not Nevada. I don't want to deal with it. I'm like, mm. okay. So then I called both the title companies that came up on Google up in South Lake Tahoe and no one does mobile up there. <laughs> and they to another office that was farther away. So I finally found someone that could do mobile. And then I sent her the contract and I'm like, you know, I, I don't think this is right, but tell me what I need to get changed and I'll get another contract signed. And she's like, uh, you know what? I'll just send you the contract we use. I'm like, okay, fine. Awesome. So, and that's a good lesson. You know, anybody that's new in this business, you know, the title companies are your friend. Yeah. You know, leverage, leverage those people. You're paying them to do work, you know, do work. So Absolutely. And that's something that I had told Alex too. I said, you know, go make friends with them and they're going to help you. They're going to help you get the deal done. They're going to problem solve. So go yeah, ahead. Title company is definitely your best friend. Um, but yeah, so I got the new contract. I got it re-signed for the same price and then I thought everything was good. So now I needed to find uh, a buyer. You know, I opened up escrow. I'm like, okay. So I sent it out to my buyer's list. I probably only had like, I don't know, 40 or 50 names at that point. Mm -hmm. on it. And how are you getting those real quick, Alex? What, what, what was your technique? My buyer's list, um, I built pretty much just off of Craigslist ads, just putting up ads that says, Hey, if you're looking to invest in the Reno market, contact me, you know, I have discounted property, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And then also going to, uh, the investor meetups here in town. Go to the RIAs so, guys, pick up all the business cards, all the people that are there, they're either investing or they're looking to. So that's awesome. You did great. Yeah. So you had a good list. I mean, here's the thing, man. You don't need 5,000 people on your list. 40, 50 is great. You probably have, you know, five times that now. But, um, you know, that's a good start. So you, so from that list, you, you sent it out. And then what? 
Yeah, I sent it out. Um, I got a couple bites that guys were interested, and I, I listed it for, I think, just under 20 grand. Yeah. Um, I figured, you know, I might as well shoot high, and then I have a lot of room to come down if need be. And I hadn't seen the property yet. He just sent me photos of it. Um, so, yeah, I sent it out, had a couple bites, and then in the next couple days, there was a, a meetup. So I went to the meetup, and I brought some printouts of it, pretty much Love the it. The Mailchimp uh, email. Right. And was out. was there a deal table at the meetup, or were you just passing out flyers? I they make you go around and say who you are and what you do at the beginning of the meetings. I got um, a deal. Yeah. So that's exactly what I did. So awesome. Then, you know, I explained it to the whole um, meeting, and then this one guy, uh, he actually ended up buying it, but he was in he's in South Lake Tahoe, and he comes down here for the meetings, and he didn't want it at first, and I was like, you know, hey, you know, just look at it and. Um, you know, I was actually going to show it. Now I remember the next day to another buyer that was off of my list up there in Tahoe. So I had to go up there and I was like, Hey, just come, come by when I'm up I'm there. already going to be driving up. I'm meeting someone yeah. else. Yep. Awesome. And, um, he was also a general contractor. He said, and I had no idea for the repair estimates or anything. Um, so I'm like, you know, I'd love to have you just come by and at least give me a repair estimate if you could. And he's like, yeah, no problem. So he came, uh, the next day. And I had, I think, four or five buyers scheduled to go up there mm -hmm. um, on that day, and none of them showed up except for him. Except for him. That, it happens like that, man. And you drove yeah. an hour and a half to do that, too. Right. So right. he's the only one that showed up. Everyone else uh, bailed on me. And, uh, yeah, so he ended up wanting it, and he got a good repair estimate, and he's, he's thought that it was going to be thirty to thirty-five grand uh, to completely fix up the place. And, uh, yeah, so he ended up and he, he offered, I think 12,000 for it. And at this point, you know, he was kind of my only bite and I just wanted to get it done. And I'm like, yeah, yeah let's do it. Screw it. Uh, yeah. So that was 4,500 for me. Uh, I thought 4,500. Right. Right. Yep. yep. And, so this uh, is where the deal spins again. We have a couple twists in the story here, guys, but this is good. So go ahead. And, uh, everything was good. Had the assignment contract signed and, um, yeah, then it started to unravel. Um, the escrow agent that we were using kind of was not really um, working fast, I guess. Um, and we wanted to close fast. And the seller was, I, I don't want to say he was crazy, but he was crazy. Don't and, worry, he's not going to see this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think from what you had told me that he was he was mentally unstable and possibly like, you know, on drugs or something. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, I was getting, but he was definitely a difficult individual. I was getting text messages every, every night at two in the morning, like F this, like the deal <laughs> and all this stuff. Right, right. And then he was the one that was kind of dragging it out. You know, he wants to close quick. And but he, but didn't he owe like the title company documents and stuff. So like, obviously the title company can only do so much folks. If you're, if you're new to the business, um, they're your best friend, but if you can't provide them what they need, they can't do their job. And I think that was the case with this, Alex, right? They needed something yep. from him. So he's blowing you up in the middle of the night every night, like, let's get this deal done. But yet he can't even get what's needed to the title company. So that was a challenge that you overcame. And, yep. then, um, and then there was at least one or two more on that one, I, I think, right? Yeah. I mean, we ended up uh, switching escrow agents because the the one that we were using was too busy so she kind of passed it off to a different agent in her office and then that agent was awesome she was really up on it and i could call her she would answer the phone right away or i could email her and she'd email me back the other one it was like a day communication time yeah that's terrible. that's terrible and, um 
And then the seller had this family friend that was helping him throughout this deal. And uh, she didn't really understand what was going on. So I had to talk to her. So now I was a middleman, but then she was the middle middleman going in between the seller and myself. And I was in between the seller and the title company and the buyer. And then, <laughs> uh, there was also some issues with the park. Um, they were ordering the park demands and the park wasn't sending them. Uh, so title was waiting on that paperwork. Title was waiting on some paperwork from the seller. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the I'm name, I just came up with an episode name with the name of this episode. Simple, not easy. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. what we call it. Simple business right. model, but not easy to do sometimes. Not easy to do. It's simple though. Right. Okay. Go on. So long story short, you had all these people that were wanting different things. And um, did you ever have any issues with the buyer at any, at any, you know, part of this process? Was he ever getting frustrated or having any remorse or anything like that? He, the buyer was frustrated, but he didn't, um, he never was going to back out or anything. He was just wanting to go because. Just, right. Right we had a break in the winter early this winter. Um, so this was all going down kind of, Oh, oh and over the holidays, that was another issue because this is happening, uh, right before Christmas through the holidays. So the title company is all backed up and mm -hmm. there's a bunch of, uh, non working days in here where we could have been doing stuff. And, um, the seller didn't really understand that. And I'm like, dude, like it's Saturday. We can't do anything or dude, it's Christmas. They're or it's 2 a.m. I can't do nothing right now, right? But um, Yeah, the buyer, he just wanted to go because he wanted to put a roof on the place before it snowed again. Sure. Because um, it had the roof like ripped off. It was just metal up there and that was it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he was frustrated like that, but he knew it wasn't my fault. Like I was staying on top of it and doing everything I could. Um, but yeah, so with this family friend, then, you know, I'm talking to her and she – uh, the seller definitely trusted her more than anyone in this transaction. So she was kind of a good thing. It ended up being, um, cause she would explain to him what was going on. And then I got a call. I thought it was going to close. And then she's like, so he's getting 7,500 plus what he owes. Right. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? I was like, no, like this, whatever he owes comes out of his proceeds at closing. Just like if you buy a normal house, you know, it's the same thing. Right. And she's like, oh, that's not what he thinks. Right. I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to fall apart now. Because now we're six grand off on the price. Like, there's no way. Well, and it's, it's, it, it, you're right. It's six grand off. But in terms of percentages, it's like double. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if this was a $100,000 property and you had six grand, well, that's, we can figure something out. But right. you're paying 7,500 and he wants another six. That's, that's a 90% more. Yeah. And then this is taking so long that now, like, another month, like January had started. So now he's got more taxes and more space rent to pay. So his, his proceeds are dwindling. Dwindling. And he was going to get, I think he would have been negative if it would have closed at that point. Um, so, you know, I was so fed up with this deal and like never wanting to talk to him again that I'm just like, I told his family friend, I'm like, look, I will offer $2,000 out of my cut to just get this deal done. And like, that's my last ditch effort. Get this guy out of here. Like, right. I fall apart. So, She's like, okay, let me talk to him. And they ended up accepting that. So now I was down to 2,500 for my assignment fee, which is like, okay, fine. And we were just about to close. And then uh, the seller was saying something about, uh, we, we lost a day because he was like, well, I'm not paying the, the space rent for January. And we're like, it was, no, like, it was like January 25th or something at this point too, right? 
Yeah, it was like the middle way, of the Yeah, way and late. I remember. We're like, no, you know, it's prorated. You're only paying up until the date that we close. We're not paying your rent, day. though, buddy. Right, right. Exactly. And then he's like, okay. And then the next day, so we lost a day there when we were supposed to close. Then the next day, well, I don't want to pay <laughs> December's rent because I wasn't up there at all and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, you know, legally you're responsible. You're, you know, your, your name was still on the title. Right. And so I ended up, the title company's calling me and I'm like, how much is it? And she was, it was like 400 bucks, 480 or something. And I'm like, look, just take it out of my cut and let's get this thing closed. Get it like, done. Right. So I took even less and I actually have the check right here because I printed it out because it's sentimental. Oh, let's see it. What is it? What's the net proceeds? Yeah. $2,087. I don't know if you can see that or not, but. Yeah. Hey, first deal. How so long, that did, was like how long did that take? Work I have ever done in a deal to this day. Right. In the least amount. In the least amount. <laughs> so then, a, lot, a lot of people so, would quit. You know what I'm saying? Like right. after you, know, you didn't just have one or two uh, scenarios with this deal. You know, we've been talking about it for almost 18 minutes. This, this deal could have fallen apart, you know, maybe eight times, nine times. Yeah. But you were persistent and you just solved problems and you just made it work. And that's what's so important. And like you just said, that was the least amount you've made in six deals over the course of maybe three and a half, four months of you were doing this, you know, intently. Right. Um, and, but the, but the beautiful thing is, is that you learned probably so many lessons from that deal on negotiations and title companies and contracts and everything. Sellers, crazy sellers, motivated sellers dealing with buyers. So it's beautiful. So right. from there, every deal is only going to get easier. I love that. Right. Well, you've done six deals. That's one. Tell us about another deal or two that you had a couple issues with. I just want to talk about some of the problems that you had and how you overcame them. Because again, the business is super simple, everyone. It's super simple, but it can sometimes not be easy. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, uh, I can talk about one that closed last week. Um, and this was the second craziest seller. That, the first deal was definitely like. Oh, that was by far. <laughs> this guy, not nearly as bad, but still had some issues. Okay. And, Let's hear it. Um, this is a good lesson for follow-up because. I preach that heavily, don't I? Right. Yep. The first deal was just, you know, an initial on the call. And I told him, you know, I don't really know what to do with it. I'll call you back. And I called him back in a couple of days, offered him 7,500. He took it. this deal. This guy called me off a bandit sign on, I remember it was December 23rd. It was two days before Christmas. And he had a home over in Sparks, which is right next to Reno. Uh, he wanted to sell almost the same situation. His wife and kids left him and he wanted out of the house because of the memories. And he was telling me that it was all remodeled and didn't need hardly any work and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay. So I, I was looking it up online while I was talking to him. I saw it was worth like 230, 240 and quickly doing the, the calculations. I'm like sight unseen. It would probably be right around, you know, I could get you 170, 175. If it doesn't need any work. And he's mm -hmm. like, okay, okay. Like, yeah, I want to sell. I'm like, I'll come look at it tomorrow. It was, it was nighttime. And he's like, no, I'm going to California to visit my family for Christmas. I'm like, okay, give me a call back on Monday when you're here. Um, never heard from him again until like three weeks ago at this so point. How, how, how long was it from, from first contact to, to, the, to, the, to the second contact? It was three months for sure. <laughs> so, hey, and, man, that's a lesson right there, folks. That's a lesson. If you're listening to this or you're watching this online, that happens so much. So building a funnel is super important. 
and having a follow-up system is even more important. So that was three months. You think that's long. I have sometimes people that I won't talk to for two or three years yep. that, will, that I'll have in my system and I'll call and I'll call and I'll call and I'll leave a voicemail and an email and a text message and you name it. And then they call you Yeah. way later. So three months goes by. Yeah, and that that wasn't just three months of like I didn't hear from him. That was three months I probably called him every other week, probably times. Right. Yeah, I had or I texted him another ten times. I bet I left messages. I didn't leave messages. I even had my mom call him. So it was on a <laughs> different phone him number, on my Google number, and my personal number. Um, and we could not get a hold of him. And then out of nowhere, again, I was just sitting right here, and I get a call. I answer. He's like, "Hey, it's Jerome." And I was like, hey. Hey, I've been trying to reach you for months. Yeah. And he's like, I'm ready to sell. I'm like, all right. Uh, when Can I come look at it tomorrow? He's like, yeah, 11 o'clock. Perfect. Be there. So I actually had a meeting that next morning with um, the biggest buyers in the city, actually in the whole state. And so while uh, I was there. Back up, back up. Pause, yeah. pause for a second. How did you meet the biggest buyer in the state? Um actually from another deal. Well, when I, I've, I got his contact info because when I first started, I pulled up the county records and I filtered it, uh, the sale records, and I filtered it for cash purchases and then who has bought more than two homes in the last year cash. Okay. Yep. And I figured those would be the cash buyers. Mm -hmm. And there was about 80 names on the list. So I mailed all of them, Love you know, it. written letters, hand addressed all of them, took forever. Yep. And he was the only one to email me back. And all he said was, we're still buying, put me on your list. There you go. Like, okay. And I didn't talk to him. And that was before I even met you, you know, sure. that was November, October. But I love it. It's, it's, it's such a simple thing. You filter the list, you find out who's buying and you send them a letter. So you send out 80 letters, cost you 40, 50 bucks. And right there you got, you got, you know, probably one of the best buyers on your list at this point. Oh it's yeah. It's the best for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. And then I actually, it was a different deal, uh, one or two before the one I'm talking about right now, where I ran it by a couple other buyers after I got it under contract and they, they passed on it by a large margin. So I was kind of bummed thinking it wasn't a deal. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send it to Steve, see what he says. There you and go. 10 minutes later, he called me. He's like, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So and that's the beautiful thing about having awesome buyers, man, is, right. you know, like if you have a couple really, really good buyers and you're new to this business, um, it's people refer to it as reverse wholesaling, but just go find what they're looking for. That's exactly what I'm doing for them pretty for, much for so. them now. So we'll get but to that. We'll get to that in a minute. So yeah. Okay. Continue with this one here. But yeah, but I had, I had brought him two deals already. So then the, him and his partner wanted to meet with me because the, the market is so hot here in Reno, the deals are really tight and few and far between. So they brought me in and said, Hey, what can we do to help you to bring us more deals? So that was what the meeting was about. Right. But, right. While I was there, I'm like, hey, I got an appointment in 30 minutes on this one. I gave them the address and they looked it up and they told me, they're like, yeah, we'll take this one down for 175. Okay. And, and that was so pretty they, much what they I told went me. with you to the appointment, you're saying? No, they didn't go with me. They okay. just told me at our meeting that they, they wanted it for 175. Okay. I'm like, okay. And I told them it needed 10,000 worth of work because that's, that was overestimating what the seller had told me. Right. Right. So I go, I go to the meeting, I take a bunch of photos and the place is way more torn up than he said. Like he had been remodeling it, but it was like homework. Like, right. So your, so your offer at 175 went to what? Well, 
uh, Steve actually told me, he's like, call me when you're there. And so I'm like, okay. So I call him, I'm like, Hey, you know, it needs more work. It's probably 20,000. And he's like, that's what I estimated anyway. So I'm like, uh-huh. okay. so you're still at 175. He's like, yeah. I'm yep. like, okay. So now I know all I have to do is get it under contract for less than 175. Boom. Isn't that so, beautiful to have a house sold before you bought it? Right. Yeah. I, do that. I do that a lot nowadays because I have people that I just know that, that well, want takes to. half the work out of wholesaling. It does. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I'm, well, also I'm, it's, it's, I like it cause it's a game. Cause if yeah. I know that I got to be below a number and if I can get a little below, then I make a little, but if I can get a lot below, I make a lot. Right. You, you, you write your own paycheck. That's exactly what I tried to do. Go to town and negotiate hard, you know? Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, I'm, I'm there with the seller. I probably spent 45 minutes or an hour with him just building rapport, asking him what was going on. He was telling me about his family situation. He wanted to get a new house, this and that. And then I was like, you know, what a little trick that I've learned, um, you know, when you ask people what they want, they have a number, but then I'll ask them what would be, what would make you happy walking away from the closing table, like in your pocket. And that number is always less than what they say. That's a good, that's a good strategy. I like it. Because he owed like just over 80 grand on this one. Okay. And so all he wanted was a down payment for a house. Right. So he was thinking like 40. Um, so I'm like, oh, cool. So I could, you know, I could get this. But then he was like, well, I have other bills. I probably have 20,000 in bills. I want to pay off my truck. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm like, okay. So I offered him, I think, 150 at mm-hmm. first. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to hit a home run and make 25. Right. On that. And he's like, no, no, I can't do that. And then, um, you know, we, we just kind of went back and forth a little bit. I went up to like 160 and he was still known. I was like, well, what number, uh, he's like, oh, oh, for 160, he said he would think about it. And this guy with his past of not contacting me, I was like, I want to get this contract right here. Three months of no contact. Yeah. yeah. So you're probably like, we got to get this done now. Cause yeah. I might not hear from him for three more months. Yeah. But that being said, he was ready to move out. Like they were moving all the stuff out. Like I knew he was going to sell like no matter what. Right. And I was like, what number would make you sign right now without even thinking about it? And he was like, 180. And I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. that's a little bit more than my, you know, my buyers can pay because he knew I was on the phone with them and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, yeah, think about the 160 or like what you can do. And he's like, okay, can you come back at 530 tonight? I'm like, yeah. And so I call him on the way over and he actually answered. I was kind of surprised. And um, so I met, met up with him and he made me wait for 30 minutes at the store where I was meeting him. He's like, <laughs> it wasn't until six. So he shows up and negotiating a little more. And I was like, let me explain to you exactly how I make money. Cause in my opinion, it's better to be a hundred percent transparent with transparent. the seller. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, it's just arms. It just arms. It makes them, it lets them know that you're not there to get them. You know, you're right. just, you're just trying to help them sell it. But of course, you're not doing it for free. You're a businessman. Right. So, so were they. So, so you know, because he was still at 180. So I was like, okay, so what do you want for it? 180. I'm like, all right, let me tell you exactly how I make money. And I was like, my buyer already told me that he wants this place for 175. And he's like, okay. And I was like, so for me to make any money, I have to get it for less than 175. And then I sell it to him for 175. And he's like, right. all right. And I was like, so I don't need to make all that much. Like if you're, if you would do 170, like let's get it done. And he's like, okay. So and see that that's great. Cause you just, the fact that you were kind of open and transparent, it didn't give him an objection. 
He either right. could do it or he couldn't. Yeah. Right. And he could, you know, he was he just could. as much. Right. As and that's a, and that's a really good win, win, win. Yeah. Buyer, buyer wins, you win, seller wins. And really the, the seller really won because you probably could have got him down a lot less, but it would have, it would have been a lot more work and you, right. you, the deal may have not happened. Let's put it that way. You know, you could, right. could have killed it, but just the fact that you were transparent, you were open. Um, it was easy, quick, and it was done. Awesome. And the fact that, you know, the, it was already sold. So that five grand is, you know, really worth 10 if you take half the work out of wholesale. Absolutely. And you, did you assign that deal or double close it? Assigned. So you made all five. You didn't have any closing costs? Or well, actually, yeah. And I actually made more um, because. Tell us how. My buyers are, they, they're brokers, both of them. Um, th those particular buyers. Sure, um, sure. So they own a brokerage in town. And so the seller was saying that he wanted to buy a new house. And he wanted me to help him with that. But you're not an agent. Yeah, and I'm not an agent. So I'm like, but you're in luck because the buyers are actually agents. So they can have one of their agents reach out to you and, and help, help you find the process. Right. Like, oh, perfect. So in my head, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I added a little bit of value to the buyers with that. Um, you know, they can get another, uh, not a listing, but a, a sale out of it. So then when I, I scanned in the contracts and stuff and I went to the, the buyer and when I sent it to him and I'm like, can you do 178 instead of 175? And he said, sure. Yeah. Cause, cause that was basically what, yeah, they'll make a couple extra grand on that side. So right. It's awesome. So 8,000. So we're at 8,000 and then this one had a couple hiccups too. And, um, the buyer wanted to close in a week and or the seller wanted to close in a week. Sorry. And not many buyers can pull that off like consistently, but yep. these ones can like they're ready to go. And they work with a title agent uh, here in town that's really on it. She's the best one I've come across so far. Super fast. So all they have to do is wait for the payoff information and boom, they're ready to close. Yeah, run the title. And yeah, sometimes, so we've done it as soon as, as, soon as four days. I think it's the fastest closing I've done is four days. May, yeah. I, I may have done one in three, maybe just one. But yeah, one week is tough. You know, yeah. that's, that's, that's difficult. But you guys pulled it off. So, well, almost. Almost. Uh, we signed the contract on a Friday and he wanted to close by the next Friday to get his money. Okay. Like, okay. Well, let's make it happen. So weekend goes by, um, the sellers, since they're agents, they have to have a few other, or the, sorry, the buyers, since they're agents, they have to have a few other things, uh, signed by the seller for liability reasons, mm -hmm. uh, to cover them with the board. And so they sent that over like, get this signed. I'm like, okay. So I'm calling the guy all weekend again. No answer, no answer. Text, no answer. I'm like, here we go. Yeah. Monday rolls around. Um, I tell them I haven't been able to contact him. Title was calling him on Monday. They were calling him on Monday to try to get him the new house. No one can talk to him. And then Tuesday morning, 7.30 a.m., I get a text. Hey, are we going to close on Friday? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, yeah. If you call the title company back. Yeah, so. Where you been? Yeah. And then it was a, another like day goes by. He killed Monday and Tuesday. He didn't call the, the title company back. And then um, the buyer calls me Tuesday afternoon and was like, hey, we just got your, the same deal from another wholesaler. Um, so something's going on with this guy. Uh, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, I don't know if he's having remorse, or, but he's trying to shop it around a little bit which I don't think is really legal for him to do that because he's under contract already. But, you know, anyway. So uh, is, is this the guy that had, he signed multiple contracts? Is this the same one? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just want to make sure I'm on the same page with you. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the buyer tells me, he's like, call him, you know, have a heart to heart, try to figure out what's going on with him and let's get this deal done. I'm like, okay, so call him up. He actually answered. And I'm like, Hey, you know, the investor circle is kind of small here in Reno. Like I know you're shopping the deal around. Um, you told me you wanted to close and that was your deal. Um, but obviously that's not the case because the buyers have already wired the money in at this point. They're ready to close. Right. And he's the one that's holding up the deal. So I'm like, I know that's not the issue, but you know, what's going on? And he's like, you know, bro, like I just lost everything. And he keeps telling me that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I know, I know his situation and, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, I don't have anywhere to go after we close. I'm like, oh. Well, isn't that what the buyers were helping him do though? Or I'm sorry, the, yeah. the they were trying to get him a new house, but it wasn't going to be ready right then. Okay. So he doesn't have a place to go. And okay. I'm like, okay. Well, you know, these buyers are really flexible. They've done rent back situations in the past. Let me run it by him and see if we could do that for you. What do you need a month? And he's yeah. like, well, if you could do two months, that would be great because uh, I want my son to finish school and then we can move. Perfect. Right. This is a great, great case study. I love it. Could yeah. you keep going? And uh, so I call up the buyer and I'm like, hey, he wants, uh, you know, two months rent back. Uh, so he has some time to get out and find a new place to live. And he's like, that's all he wants. That's he's all he five, wants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Just offer him like 500 bucks a month and Which let's get it done. Probably half like, the market rate. Right. Oh, yeah. Less. Way, way less. than less than half. Right. Probably a third. Yeah. A third. And it's 500 bucks a month for two months. Let's get it done. He'll just have to sign a rental agreement. And he's like, and tell him he can just take that thousand bucks out of his proceeds. So he won't have to pay anything out of pocket. I get prepaid rent. Boom. Right. And I was like, okay. So I call him back. I'm like, Hey, good news. Uh, oh, sorry. Backtrack. In the meantime, the buyers have already offered him 2000 more than the 170 because they thought it was a money issue at first. They're like, offer him like two grand more to get this done. Okay. So I call him back. I'm like, Hey, um, you know, I already got you $2,000 more and good news. The buyers are willing to do a two month rent back and you can live there 500 bucks a month and you don't have to pay it out of, out of pocket. They'll just take it out of your proceeds. And he's, I don't hear anything for a second. And I hear like, thank you, bro. And he's, he's, crying <laughs> he's crying. He's so happy. Yeah. I, it happens, man. I've had people cry out of, I mean, not out of sadness. It's a, it's a joyful cry. Mm -hmm. You're helping them out so much, you know, like he, yeah. not only did, did you, did you help him sell his house? You helped him find somebody to help him buy a new one or move into a new one. You helped him get money to pay off all of his bills and walk away with. And you were able to, you were able to work out a situation where he could stick around so his son could finish high school for months. Right. And so. it, that's awesome. Like I, there's so much value that you created yeah. in that deal. So what was yeah. your proceeds? How much did you Definitely make? Helped him out. So, um, you know, we had it uh, for 8,000 for the assignment, but that extra two grand and being on top of the, um, the rent back situation from the buyers, I offered, I was like, I'll split that two grand with you because the deal was already pretty skinny anyway. And they helped him out for, they can't flip it for two months now. So they're right. holding costs. And I was like, I'll split that with you. And they're like, okay, cool. Just to like, well, hey, that's a buyer that you want to keep on your good side, yeah, for sure. And sell them more deals. So what's a what's a thousand or whatever, right? Yeah. You know? So that one was seven thousand. You made seven grand on that. That's awesome. And that, and that was, was and it was from three months of phone calls, and but the whole the whole deal was done from the time I looked at it to the time I got the check in a week and a half. Okay, so a couple things: seven grand, three months, 
you got the deal from follow How, where did the lead source come from originally do you remember bandit sign bandit sign okay that brings me to another point that i want to talk about in a minute here is marketing um seven grand how, how, this is going to be hard to calculate, but I think you can estimate pretty quickly for me here. How much time did you have in the deal total? So a writ, now I'm not talking about placing the bandit signs. I'm talking about his initial call to you, your callback, your negotiations, anything and everything that you did. I mean, how many hours do you think you spent on that? Maybe uh, probably three, three hours. Yeah. And, and one made, of that, um, well, if you count the driving time going over there twice, probably four. maybe four or five. Okay. So four or five hours, you made seven grand. Love it. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Don't you love wholesaling, man? Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. I did a deal yesterday. I sent three emails and made 2,800 bucks. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, the, the, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. So it brings me to a good point. So we talked about two deals that you had obstacles you overcame. I love it. It's beautiful. This business is Simple guys, it's not necessarily easy, but it's very, very simple. Just got to stick to the plan and, and just be a problem solver. You know, try to make everything out to be a win win. So, um, I want to ask you a quick question, Alex. I know the answer, obviously, but I want the audience and the listeners and the viewers to. to so, when you first got involved in wholesaling, when you first started, you had said that you talked to a lot of investors and everyone said wholesaling is dead in Reno. And there was maybe only what one or two other people, if that, in Reno that are wholesaling. Well, that's that's why I ended up being a student of your of yours because I couldn't find anyone locally that's actually done a deal. Every you couldn't single, even find a local mentor because there no, wasn't can't. anyone. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So it just goes to show you, like you know, any and all markets are fair game. Mm -hmm. You know, just because people can't do it doesn't mean that you can't. I mean, basically what you've done is simple and anybody could basically do it, but it's not easy. And that's, again, that's going to be our title here. And, and you went the extra mile to just solve a couple extra problems and you've done six deals in four months, give or take here. How much total have you made? If you don't mind me asking, cause you're going to, uh, you're going to triple that over the next four months. I, I yeah. you. Um, I think, you made over 20, 20 grand already? 25,000 25, in four wow. months. It's awesome. So, yeah. and, I, and I preach this to Alex every time we're on the phone. It's, you got to build your funnel. You got to have stuff in the pipeline because you go through stints where you're going to have, when it rains, it pours. You're going to have a ton of deals come in and you're going to have a time frame where you don't do one for a month or two or three or whatnot. So you got to build that funnel up. But, uh, but once you have that funnel built up, have a good follow-up system in place and you're guaranteed to do deals. So with that being said, funnels, follow-up, all that good stuff. What kind of marketing are you doing um, right now in your market? Cause we've gone over tons of different stuff, but I just want the listeners to just know, you know what, what you're doing. Cause it's nothing over the top or crazy. It's simple. No, stuff. Not at all. Yeah. Well, I've been doing most of my deals. I think all of them, except that first one were off of bandit signs mm -hmm. and you know, I know it's a lot different than St. Louis where you're from here. Yep. Like, no one does bandit signs consistently here. I'll, yep. see for, I'll see a new sign for like a week or two and I always call them. They never answer the phone. They never call me back. Why are they even wasting their money and their time? Right. So, you know, I'm out there every week putting them up. Right. And, and, you know, you're getting calls every week because I'm the only signs out there, really. It's beautiful. So... But I have now, I've gotten a couple calls from NDOT and the city of Sparks about the signs because they're 
gray areas of legality with them. Sure. And, um, obstacle, yeah. just I mean, it's, uh, figure yeah, it out a different way. Right. Figure it out. And, um, so now I'm going to, I'm going to still do the signs where I can legally. And then, um, also starting up heavier direct mail campaigns. Awesome. Awesome. So I know you're doing the, the bandit signs. That's, that's great. You've done some mailings. Um, you're not an agent, but you have got MLS access. I'm the yeah. same way. I'm not an agent. I have access. If you're new in this business, um, you don't need it, but it's going to help you out a ton. And if you want to go get your license, I, I don't, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Go do it. Um, there are going to be some costs involved with that. Um, but you can get, um, MLS access from another agent by becoming an assistant. And I don't know what you paid Alex. I think mine is a hundred bucks a year. Yeah. Mine is, um, 15 bucks a month. 15 bucks a month. There you go. So I pay annually and I'm just an assistant to a buddy who's an agent and he doesn't even list properties like as a, you know, as an agency, he just is, he's an investor and just wanted MLS MLS access. So absolutely, man, that's awesome. So you're doing some, uh, you're doing bandit signs, Craigslist posting. Um, you've done a couple mail campaigns at this point. Uh, what else are you doing, uh, to get people to, to call you? How, how is you, how do you get your phone to ring? I mean, that's pretty much it. Definitely bandit signs are the heaviest. Um, and you can see, you know, I'll, I'll do, and I'm not doing that many either. I'll put out like 15 per week on Monday right. and then I'll get a few calls throughout the week. And then but it's consistency are, though. That's right. the thing. It doesn't matter if you're putting out 15 or 50, you got to do it consistently. You can't just get out one day and put out a hundred and then not do it for two months. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that. Yeah. I can definitely tell like if I skip a week that, the phone doesn't ring. The now. volume slows down. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much all I'm doing to get people to call me. Right. Now your market's a lot different than ours. Um, yeah. And for a while I, I, I had you making offers on, on listed properties and we kind of determined that that wasn't the best solution in your market. It's actually difficult in our market. So we've kind of pivoted. We have a VA that was, and I'm going to get to that in a minute with you too, but we have a VA that was sending out between 25 and 40 offers a day on, on MLS listed properties here in St. Louis. We had her do it for about six months and we got maybe six or seven deals from it, but five of the deals, let's say we did six deals from it. So a deal a month. Um, but five of those deals were from agents that we emailed an offer to on a property that would email back and say, this isn't going to work on this property, but I got this other one. So there was an ancillary benefit of doing that. Mm -hmm. And we kind of side decided, Hey, we can't really wholesale off the MLS in St. Louis, which you had that same problem. Um, but we can get properties at, at enough of a discount for rentals. Can't really, you know, there's not enough room to middle it, but yeah. we can still find some deals here and there. So you were doing that for a little while as well. Um, right. and you know, yeah. just, did you get a deal from that or from those efforts or not? I didn't think no, so. I never got a deal off the MLS, but I think that's a good takeaway for people listening is every market's different. It and, is. You know, when you learn to wholesale through podcasts or online or whatever, um, you know, they teach you about the MAO formula and you're they're, They'll teach you to do like, you know, 0.6 for your discount, 0.7 for your discount. And I'm sure that works in, a lot of markets where it works, it yeah. works in St. Louis, but yeah. it doesn't work in Reno. It doesn't work here. Not even close. Like I'm doing times 0.8, no or matter eight. what the neighborhood is. Minimum, um, maybe 0.85. Yeah. And really those buyers, the good buyers that I have, they're buying at 0.85, 0.86, like right. barely taking a discount. 
but their their model is more off of volume instead of profit per deal. So yeah, yeah, that goes. You know what? That's that's a great point, Alex. I, I appreciate that. So what's of, of of all the marketing that you're doing, the best is probably just doing bandit signs, right? That's where you're getting yeah. the majority of your deals from. Yeah, definitely. The signs are have been the best for me. Um, I don't like them because it's time consuming compared to setting up a mailer and just letting it go. Letting it go. Um, but you've made 25,000 in four months. You can afford to pay somebody two, three, a dollar, two dollars a sign at yep, this, at this exactly point. What, when you started, I, you couldn't, but now you could. Or you right. know, so yeah. Yeah. I've got a, a, a kid here that wants to learn how to wholesale. Um, so I told him, Hey, I'll give you a dollar 50 a sign. Um, and then doing some driving for dollars for me too, a dollar a lead for, that stuff through the deal machine app and uh so that's another another way of marketing so you have an app set up so while he's out putting up signs for you and getting paid to do that he's using an app what's it called deal machine deal machine yeah i think it's similar to the driving for dollars app we did a a podcast uh about that one too but uh basically how does the app work tell us about the app yes it's pretty cool it's uh you just pull up and you see you know a house that's burned up or vacant or whatever tall grass trash in the yard Cars parked in the freaking grass, yep. windows, windows broken, you name it, just distressed. And then you, um, you just take a photo of it right off your smartphone, mm-hmm. and then uh, it works off the GPS, and it pulls up the map, and you can uh, move the map so your, your pinpoint is right on the property to get the right address. It automatically pulls owner information um, from the county records, and then right from the app, you can either mail the person a postcard and you can customize what you want the postcard to say, but it has a photo of the house on it that you just took. That you just took. That's sweet. And that's why it's supposed to convert so high. Um, I haven't been able to test that yet, but you know, I'm excited. To I would think so. If somebody sent me a postcard with the picture of my house and my car was in the freaking driveway. Right. Like, it's well, not that's... a Google image. It's like, it's the real like... image. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And then, uh, yeah, you can either mail them for a dollar. The app is 50 bucks a month. And then you can have some team members under you. Sure. Like this kid's a team member for me. Are you using uh, Simple Crew for your bandit sign guy yet or not? No. Uh, no, but I should. It's 50 a month. It's kind of steep. But if you, yeah. if you get a couple people doing it, it's worth it. Last yeah. week, I got 450 bandit signs out. Wow. Last week. Now, our That's market's a lot. I've ever put out. Like, Total. <laughs> yeah. But so if you're doing that kind of volume, it's worth it. But if you're not, see, the only problem with not tracking it is it's hard for you to give somebody a hundred signs and then them just go throw it in a dumpster and say, I did it. Yeah. You know, you have to have somebody, you gotta be able to trust them. Right. But if you can trust this kid because he wants to learn the business from me, because he's not really going to make all that much money putting out 20 signs for $1.50. But maybe he can come on an appointment with you when you get the deal. Yeah. And that's what I told him. I was like, you know, we'll get appointments, come with me. You can learn the business. Any questions you have, you can do your own marketing. I'm here for you if you need any help. And then I'll also bonus you out 200 bucks if a deal closes from a sign or for dollars or whatever. Beautiful. So he's like, okay. But that's why I trust him because he actually wants to learn the business. It's not some kid off of Craigslist that's like, oh, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Just threw the whole box of signs away. Right. That's what I was just getting ready to get to. So last week on our call, or I think it was last week, you were asking about the v- – maybe even two weeks ago. You are asking about VAs. Yeah. You've made some money at this point. Your funnel's getting big. You're increasing your marketing um, to get more into doing more direct mail, but you're still going to continue to do what you're doing. Um, what's, what's your 
goal and or stance on bringing on somebody to help you out because you're going to be getting pretty busy soon if not already you know yeah, yeah definitely um i'm going to use a va mostly for inbound stuff i think is a good place to start okay. uh, so you know i just set up a call rail account so i can have more than just my google number and then you can assign different phone numbers to different mail campaigns and track it all through there and then it's automated through podio to keep track of the leads so um I have that all set up just to go to voicemail and then the, the VA after he gets trained properly can call back the leads and whether it's a hot lead or a hang up and then set appointments for me um, that way. So then I can kind of automate that part of the business, the inbound, and then I can just go on appointments, get the contracts and then deal with the, uh, with the virus. Yeah. Right. And that's what I, that's how my business is set up now. You'll get there, man. It's awesome. We got three VAs and, um, uh, but you, you know, start with one. It's, yep. it's, they're great. So Alex, you have done an awesome job. Um, I love coaching you because you're a go-getter and you don't, I don't have to necessarily get on the call every week and be the bad guy and, you know, and, and hold you, you know, accountable, you know, instead of me saying, you know, how many of this did you do? And you say, well, none. And you, you, you come out, you're like, I did it. I did this. I did this. And I'm like, man, this is great. You're a go-getter. I love it. Um, so with that being said, what advice would you give somebody that was just starting out? They haven't done a deal yet, or they've maybe done one deal, and they're wanting to, you know, get to six deals like yourself in a couple months, short time. Um, like, what advice would you give? I think um, definitely a mentor is helpful for sure. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm the type of person I'm pretty analytical, and I learned a ton about the business before I even started, before I even called you guys. And I, I knew the business, but then going through that first deal taught me a lot about the business. So you have to do a deal, but the mentor will help you do the deal. And whether yeah. that's someone like you or someone in your local market, like whatever, you just have to add value to them, whether you're paying for coaching or whether you're say, hey, I'll give you 50% of my first deal if you just help me through it. I think that mentor is super important. But that being said, like you said, I am a go-getter. Um, but Action. for people who aren't, I mean, even just having that weekly call helped me out a lot because um, even though you guys didn't have to like really push me to do the work, I still felt accountable. It's right. like Wednesday, it's like, oh, I got my oh, call tomorrow. Like, I got to do something real quick. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So I that's, that's important. I think it's very important. I, um, I have coaches and I've had coaches and that's the main thing. You know, yeah. you feel guilty if you can't get on that call with your mentor and, and, and talk about some progress that you've made, especially if you're paying that person. So right. yeah, I, I, I love that. I, I have coaches as well too. Um, do you have any challenges right now that you are facing on any of your deals or in the business that I could help you with before we wrap up? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's anything that you can help me with right now. My challenges are really, um, getting the VA, which I talked to your VA and he's helping me find someone. So that's Good. kind of a waiting game at this point. Okay. Um, I'm dealing with the sign police, um, so that's <laughs> fun, but right, right. I'm also, you know, I found a couple ways to work around it and I'm just waiting for my next batch of signs. I'm out of signs. I thought I ordered them on time. I did. I ordered them like two weeks before I need it. Man, I just ordered them a couple days ago and it's like a five or six week back order. Is that yeah. why you're facing that too? Yep. Then, and I called and I'm like, Hey, 
you know, what's going on? I ordered these like three weeks ago and it still says in production. They're like, yeah, it's our busiest time of year. But my first, and I, I've ordered two boxes, so I'll have them for a while right. um, to avoid this down the road. Right. Um, but my first box should be here tomorrow. So I can start getting back on that. But like the sure. last two weeks, I haven't been able to put out any signs and my phone has just been dry from that. Oh, hey, before I forget, thank you for that. That's great. Um, I do. So we're, we're approaching an hour, but that's okay. No problem. Um, some of our best episodes go over an hour and this is a really good one. I'm really happy we're doing this. Um, but I do want to just briefly touch on um, the relationship that you built. So you had no real estate experience at all five, six months ago, right? And you really started doing deals four months ago. Yep. And now you have a buyer's list with several hundred people on it. Uh, you've done six deals and you've made 25 grand. You're crushing it. You're doing amazing. Thanks. You made a connection with, I don't know if it was the same buyer you were referring to or another one that wants to partner with you because they see you're a hustler and a go-getter. And I don't know if that deal's done or not yet. And you don't have to give us too much details. Um, but basically somebody came to you and said, we want to work with you and we're going to pay for your marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Give us so a that, quick, this is a, just a quick little uh, summary of how that happened because it just goes to show you that networking is so powerful and you basically now are going to be doing reverse wholesaling for these people, selling them deals. Again, you can explain it, but the deals they don't want, they're paying for you to get, you go sell somebody else. Yeah, exactly. So Beautiful. yeah, that was the same buyer and that's what that meeting was about before the appointment that I was talking about. And, um, you know, they said, Hey, how can we help you get more deals to bring to us? And I'm like, well, let me think about it. So I thought about it and I'm like, okay, well, you know, direct mail, a decent campaign is pretty expensive, you know, to four different lists and you're mailing weekly or whatever. Um, so I'm like, okay, I can just have them pay for that. I'll set up a call rail number to put on all that stuff so I can track where their dollars you are going. You can control that. Right. So I, but they're just going to bonus me out on deals to pay for it. So I'm really paying for, I'm just using their money and I'm buying the lists. I have the call rail number, so I'm controlling all of it. Um, and then in return, I'm just bringing them deals. So you're going to get paid on the deals. They're paying for the marketing. And then, like I said, anything that, 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 that comes in from their, from your efforts and their money that they don't want, you still have, you can turn right. around and sell it to one of your other people. Exactly. And these exactly. guys like, uh, they, they've got a lot of money and their only problem is that there's not enough deals to spend it on. And it's, easy, it's <laughs> That's actually a great easier. problem to have, isn't it? Yeah. It's actually easier than reverse wholesaling because they'll literally buy anything that's at a discount. They're not looking for a specific zip code or only duplexes or only condos or whatever, like anything that you can get, they'll look at it and they'll say, yeah, we'll take that down for this amount. So I can really, I could just go work the lead, get it under contract and then bring it to them to try to hit more of a home run. Or I could just do what we did on that deal I was describing and say, Hey, here's a lead. What do you, what it'll take it down for? And then they'll say, and then I can go out there with that number in mind and then reverse it that way. Right. Oh man, that's awesome. So you know, what's crazy is, so I, I also wanted to ask you, are, are, have you explored any Facebook marketing or, or AdWords on Google? I just typed in Reno, Nevada, sell house fast. And there's not a single person advertising, huh? Not one. So yeah, no, I haven't yet. Um, I definitely that, that's down the road for sure. Yeah, definitely. So with that being said, in our market, it's anywhere from fifteen to twenty-five a click, but mm -hmm. we have fifteen people bidding, right? And you don't have anybody, so you may want to look into that because you could probably get 
um, leads, don't quote me on this, but, but nobody bidding, you could probably get clicks to 50 cents a dollar yeah. and just test yeah. it out, throw 500 bucks at it and see if, if that's any good. And then I know Facebook, we're doing that as well. And that's really cheap. I think it's like maybe 10, 15, could be 20 cents a click, you know, just to get leads that come in, but just having multiple channels of marketing, it's huge. Build that funnel. Right. Keep that follow-up system rocking, man. And that's kind of where I'm going with the marketing. Like I'm just going to have them, the buyers pay for my mail campaign. I'll work the leads for them. And then I'm also paying for my own stuff like bandit signs. I took out some ads in like some throwaway newspapers. But that's different numbers, yeah. right? So you're kind of right. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Alex, thanks for coming on the show. Um, how did you, how did you hear about me and Mike and discount property investors? Did you take the free wholesale course? I did take it. I'm trying to think you guys were on a podcast. I can't remember which one it was. Was it simple wholesaling that you guys were on? It, it, we were on that one. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I think I heard you on there and then you plugged the free course and that's when I was trying to learn. And then I was super impressed by the free course because all the information's out there online. It is. Pile it into right. one spot. And like I took the course, I already knew a lot of it. You probably knew everything. Yeah. But it wasn't lined up simply. And that's but I was still impressed. I was like, damn, this was awesome. So then, um, you know, I reached out to you guys to see if you could help me further because I was having a tough time finding a local mentor that was a wholesaler. So. Right, right. Well, I'm hoping you're happy with the program. Yeah. I know not, I, I not. love coaching you because you're, you're a go-getter and you're, you're, you're crushing it. Um, and I'm going to plug my course if you don't mind real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anybody that's listening, you know, if you're listening or watching, we put together a free, a free course online. Um, to help people just like we've helped Alex here. Um, Cause I was in the same boat as you, man. Whenever I first got started, I, I spent two months, three months, you reading, researching, debating on hiring a coach or a mentor. And by the time I did hire a coach, everything he told me, I already knew, but he put it in a very simple, like, don't think about step seven before you do one and two and three. And that's what we've done with the free wholesale course, guys. So I'm not, I'm not going to harp on it for, for long here. But if you haven't taken the free wholesale course, go take it. It's freewholesalecourse.com. Doesn't get any easier than that. And it'll, it'll, it'll surely help you keep the business simple. Now, again, it may not be easy, but that's the beautiful thing. If you're a problem solver and you're a go-getter, you can take that information and you can make a, a ton of cash. So, Alex, you're crushing it. Um, keep up the good work. Do you have any deals in the pipeline right now? Um, yeah, I'm working on one. I should have a contract signed today if, uh, if the seller comes through. So I already sent it over and gave him the offer. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's that one's, and th again, you know, that was kind of a reverse wholesale for these buyers. They for these told, buyers? Hey, we'll take it down for 285. Cool. And then you kind of have to trust your buyer to do that too. Cause you, you know, I'm sending them stuff that's not under contract but they're not going to go behind my back. It's not worth their time. They would rather just get the lead from me. Is that a verbal with them or are you actually getting it in writing? Uh, just, you know, it's, it's just a verbal, but verbal, I can, right. you know, yeah. so we do that. We, we do that as well. And we just add in subject to successful acquisition Okay. on that B2C. Yeah. So I'll sell properties before I even own them, but I'll huh. just put that little phrase in there that just says subject to successful acquisition, meaning, meaning that I have to then go buy this. So if I don't, if I don't ever have control of it, this contract's null and void. Is really it's null and void until I get the property. So you can do that as well. But if you have a relationship with them and you're doing verbals, that's great. You don't, um, you don't have that contract signed yet, but you should hopefully have it today. What will be the spread on that one? Uh, that one's five thousand. 
boom, five grand. How much, how much time did you have in that? Uh, well, I haven't even been to the property <laughs> on the phone. I emailed him a contract. Oh, um, love it. Yeah. Probably 30, 40 minutes. Love it. You'll be at 30 grand hopefully by the end of next week. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Alex, thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure. I love coaching you. You've been an amazing student. And uh, guys, check out the free wholesale course. Super, super simple. Um, get you started in this business and you'll learn right away. It's not necessarily an easy business, but it's super, super simple. And if you have what it takes to, to solve some problems, you can be successful in this business, just like myself and Alex here. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.